couple of gentlemen joining us in studio right now. Uh, we have from Northfield Area Fire and Rescue, our interim fire chief, Tom Nelson. Tom, good morning. Morning, Jeff. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming in today. Oh, the alarm went off at 630. That was pretty early for me. <laughs> Is today the day I, could, <laughs> I have to be smart today? Going on the radio. You, you had half day in by the time that alarm went off. <laughs> and you brought with you uh, Glenn Castor, a voice uh, familiar, a face familiar, I guess, with our KY Men listeners. Let's go with the voice. Glenn, thanks for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Jeff. Good to see you. And Glenn is here, a former uh, chair of Northfield Area Fire and Rescue, Naffers. He's now chair of the Hiring Committee. Personnel, Personnel Committee. So. Personnel Committee and Treasurer. All right. Let, let's talk about that. Uh, first of all, the, the Personnel Committee. We have you in today to talk about uh, who's going to be the next fire chief. You have a search going on right now. and Can you tell us what is going on, kind of what the... Uh, uh, layout is what you're what you've done so far and what you're looking for well so uh tom tom has been the interim fire chief uh since january mm-hmm. and will continue to the end of this year that, that's the the term that the board gave and then we are uh hiring a permanent chief we haven't decided yet whether that permanent chief will be full-time or uh, part-time so for the last 150 years, we've had a part-time chief. So that if we decide to go full-time, that'll be quite a quite a large change. But when do you think that decision will come? By October at the latest. Okay. All right. Um. So the the personnel committee put together a schedule mm-hmm. for um, for getting things done for hiring a permanent chief, and the board approved that. Uh, we also made a recommendation that the posting be internal rather than uh, to the world <clears throat> and the board accepted that so and which is a big step uh, yeah is that does that mean you'll be hiring uh, definitely be hiring from within well, not definitely, because we might have no applications from within <laughs> okay, <laughs> but that's the first step but that's the first step and and experience around the state shows that uh, when you hire from within, things work much better for a paid-on-call department. That was really the reason for making that recommendation. All right. Uh, talk about the full and part-time. We've talked about that a little bit before in the, uh, in the past, but uh, it's what are some of the issues you're grappling with? Of course, the big thing is money, the budget, and uh, is there enough work for all that, I guess, as well? Yeah, So, the, and those are the two big questions. Uh is there enough work for a full-time chief? Um, that's what we're determining right now. So there have been some organizational changes within the department. There will probably be some expanded activities related to uh, fire prevention, uh, community education. Um, so we'll see how all that settles out mm-hmm. over the next couple months. Uh, and then it's it's probably around one hundred and fifty to $200,000 uh, hit well increase to the budget we'll say mm-hmm. uh, to move from a, a part-time chief to a full-time chief would that change uh, other personnel would it affect anybody else's job if you get a full-time person you pay them that uh, 150 200 whatever whatever the case may be but well then but hey you've got to do this job and this person's job and part of this person's job I think the the way the department has been reorganized. Uh, what we are looking at, we being the personnel committee at this point, is that 
the jobs of the assistant chiefs and the captains, uh, who are the ones primarily handling the administrative issues in addition to the chief, uh, would remain very much the same. Mm-hmm. And the chief steps in and handles some extra program issues that we wouldn't do if we didn't have a full-time chief. So Tom may have some comments on this, or he may just listen passively and say, okay. (laughs) Feel free to chime in if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, I'm involved with helping with the personnel committee trying to figure out, and all along I've been putting together, here's lists of things that that we command staff, which is me, Sean Simonson, Jesse Faust as assistant chiefs, and then four captains down below. Here's the things that we are doing. Here's are the things that we should do. Here's are the things we must do, and here's the things we'd like to do. And so divvying out a lot of the day-to-day operations to different members of that command staff, we talked about this when we were looking at the org chart when we met a few months ago, um, those folks are settling in and doing all those things and taking a lot of those day-to-day burdens off of the fire chief position. But there are a lot of things, strategic things, that are on my, these are things we should or must be doing, um, that are, it's just, there aren't enough hours in the day when you have another job that you go to and, and work on. So, uh, that's probably the bigger thing is it's not going to, it's not going to pull back things that have been, been, uh, allocated to other command staff, it's going to hopefully build on what the the fire chief, fire code official should be doing. You, you mentioned that that will be posted internally. Has it been posted yet? Uh, no. Okay. No, so that, that'll that be posted uh, r- roughly at the end of October. And uh, at what point do you hope to have uh, the new person in? By the first of the year or sometime before that? We expect the, the starting date to be January 16th, okay. and we will have made our decision in mid-December. All right. Uh, once again, Glenn Castor is with us from Northfield Area Fire and Rescue, along with Northfield's Interim Fire Chief, Tom Nelson. Uh, let's uh, look at the clock here. We've got to move on. I want to talk about a few other things while we have you in here. Let's talk about the uh, budget. You're kind of going through that uh, process right now as all the government agencies, as we reach the summer, you got to start working <laughs> on your budget. Didn't we just finish that budget? It's an ongoing process, but where are you at now? The... The you know the big thing like you said is each each member of of Northfield Area Fire Rescue Service which is City of Northfield City of Dundas and then the Rural Fire Protection Association which is a group a joint powers group made up of the townships of the rural area that we serve every one of those uh, governmental groups has to get their budget done and so since we feed that that puts us even earlier in that timeline to make sure that we have something to provide to City of Northfield, City of Dundas, and the Rural Fire Protection District. So, yeah, we're going through right now, and uh, it's going up. I mean, there's a lot of things. Um, some of them are infl- inflation-based. I mean, uh, Glenn, as treasurer, uh, he and I have been working in lockstep to use the, the framework from the 2022 budget that we're in, and we go through and say, well, okay, let's talk about fuel. Uh, let's talk about utilities for the building. Uh, you know, there's all these things that every one of us are feeling um, that also affect the budget of operating an organization like NAFERS. Um, and then there are other things. We did some work during the reorganization right away to say um, the people that I listed that are in the command staff, um, we increased that by a couple captains, and we're paying a, a larger stipend 
uh, for the interim fire chief, for the fire uh, assistant chiefs, and for the captains because they're doing more. So that was an increase coming in that we're carrying into the next year's budget. Um, and then there's other things that, that I'm putting out that, that I think we need to be doing more of, which is training. Uh, that's a constant battle of making sure between the things that you're required to do by law, um, new things, uh, OSHA, all these safety things, to make sure that all our membership, uh, including ones that you know just started, everyone has the training to know to be able to do the job safely and do it efficiently. The uh, the big question mark as far as the budget goes back goes back <laughs> to what we've just been talking about. Uh, are we going to have a, a full time fire chief or a part time one? How do you account for both scenarios <laughs> in your budget? Good softball, Jeff. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> What what uh, Glenn and I talked about is let's just do a two-track budget. And so basically using what Glenn had been using in the previous years, we took it and said, okay, you know, budget A is part-time chief, budget B is full-time chief. A lot of those numbers then are the same uh, except for the full-time chief um, number down below. So, yeah, so r- roughly what we're – where we've been – uh, for the last several years, our budget has been right around eight hundred thousand dollars, of which about five hundred thousand is fire operations, and three hundred thousand is bond payments for the building renovation. Uh, and what we're talking about is a budget where the fire operations would increase to about. Uh, Six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So we're just a little over a million uh, for the part-time track, and we're about one point two five million for the full-time chief track. Those are roughly the budget numbers we're dealing with Mm -hmm. right now. Now, there has been uh, some talk and some consideration given to uh, uh, forming a tax district uh, that uh, Northfield Area and Fire and Rescue would, uh, I guess, impose a, a, a tax that would go on people's uh, sale or, uh, uh, property tax. Uh, some things you got to go through, and we've talked about this before. Is that uh, gaining any? You look at those numbers, boy, it's going up, and uh, you know, just gasoline alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to bring it up probably yeah. uh, significantly but where's that at so in in our uh, june board meeting uh, we we formed a committee to look at becoming a taxing district Mm -hmm. Uh, the the huge change there is that the 19 the 2021 legislature passed a statute which enables fire protection taxing districts to be formed so there's there's a framework within which to do this which wasn't there previously so we're looking at using that framework. Does it make sense? Uh, can we form a taxing district? Which ideally we would do uh, by mid-next summer, mid-2023. Mm-hmm. And then 2020, the last half of 2024 is when we're actually receiving tax dollars and operating that way. And the joint powers framework would drift away. Will that, uh, is that a priority? Right now, are you trying to get that that done now that you do have, as you mentioned, the framework? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a, a reasonably aggressive timeline for that committee to make some recommendations to the board. I know for the rural fire protection uh, district, it is a significant issue, and they really uh, want to encourage the board to move toward a taxing district. Mm-hmm. The, All right, the two cities haven't really made a statement 
on that yet, but I think uh, they're they're in favor of it, depending on the details. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll talk. I'm sure we've talked about that before, and that's going to be a conversation. I think there's going to be more on that. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. save that. You know, we had you have coming up uh, next month. You have 150th anniversary of Northfield, uh, the Fire and Rescue Service. You know, I've been involved with the Historical Society for a long time, and I've seen some of the old pictures of uh, uh, firefighting apparatuses from the 1800s and such, but. Uh, it's going to be a party. We had Aramis Wells and Len Schrader in uh, to talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit, but uh, we'll give you a chance to plug that really quick here. Yeah, this can be really exciting. I mean, what's scary is I told uh, other members on the department that I was going through polo shirts and uh, found one from the 125th anniversary when I was a member. <laughs> I think it shrunk a little bit, probably dried too hot or something like that, but I uh, found that. But it's a, it's a big milestone. I mean, I look at other cities around, uh, you know, Dakota County, and it's like, oh, we've been in the fire business for 50 years. And so it's something to be really proud of. Uh, we were talking off mic beforehand about when I was in kindergarten or nursery school, in 69 or 70, coming down and taking a tour of the fire station when it was just down the street on uh, past the Archer House. So it's going to be something where we have, as Aramis and, and Leonard Schrader said, we have pumps, pumpers on the park. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, open house at the fire station. We're going to block off uh, the 5th Street Bridge, kind of like after, probably right after it opened. We're going to close it again. And then uh, culminate it with a free dance at the Grand Theater. Uh, I call it the Grand Theater because that's where I used to go for the theater. The Grand Event Center in Northfield. All right. Well, we'll have uh, more on that. We'll talk more about that next month. Um, But I want to talk about that's going to be a special time for uh, not only the Fire and Rescue Service as a whole and historically, but you've got some uh, members. Members, some key members that uh, are uh, calling it a day, announcing their retirement. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's right. The, it's it's funny when the people that there's a, we usually take on groups of four to six members at a time. And so uh, I got on with T.J. Dvorak and Pete Jurek and Lauren Day. And Lauren retired a few years ago, and Pete Jurek and T.J. Dvorak have been making noise, uh, you know, for about the past year that it's probably time. And so both of them are going to be retiring in July uh, with 34 years on. And then Jeff Osberg and Brian Redfield um, just finished their 20 years, so they're fully vested into the pension, and they are both going to be retiring. So it's it's sad, bittersweet, but what's nice is in June, uh, Jesse Faust, who is our our operations assistant chief said the five members that we put on nine months ago are all good to go. They're all trained. They're all in, you know, riding in the trucks. And so, um, it just keeps moving. So, but that's a big, you know, especially when now I'm the senior, uh, oldest person on the department mm-hmm. all of a sudden. So I know what Gary Fronick felt like for a lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in that, in that spirit, I'll mention, uh, one of the people who's been involved with the department. For a third of its lifetime, uh, Jerry Anderson uh, recently retired from the board. Wow, Jerry! And that we were talking beforehand, and uh, before we went on the air, and uh, Tom had mentioned going there as a as a kid to see the uh, fire department was right here. Uh, in Division Street. Uh, Jerry was involved with back then. Yeah. It's been more than 50 years. That is a lot of service to the community. Yeah. yeah. What I mentioned at the end of the board meeting was, and I've mentioned on mic here, is that um, John Mahachek, previous fire chief to Gary Fronick, and Gary Fronick um, had 
left have left me set me up to succeed by how where the department is and it would not be where it is without the work of of john and gary um but there are people that are in the background that you know it uh john used to say it takes more than just somebody squirting water on the fire and jerry anderson and ed miller uh both on the rural fire board um built that program up to be kind of the model of where we were for equipment. The rural led you know, their equipment turnover changes much more frequently, and we had a lot of really old stuff that we brought. You know, we brought to the table the city of Northfield <laughs> when Nafers joined up, and they had to be turned over right away. So, Jerry's just been really, really, really a huge, a huge thing person for me to be able to go out and talk to. He's got so much context. Um, He's a good listener, and he has a lot of good ideas. And what I said to him at the board meeting is, you may think you're done, but uh, I know that Glenn is going to continue to use him as a resource, and I'm going to use him as a resource, and we want to see him around. So uh, we want, I want to publicly thank Jerry Anderson for all the work he's done for Northfield Fire Department and Northfield Fire Area Northfield Area Fire Rescue. Yeah, congratulations uh, on a, a fine career, Jerry, and also the uh, Joseph Lee Haywood Award, right. the Distinguished Service yes. Award. Uh, that I'm sure the uh, work he's done with the fire department was taken in consideration for that strong consideration, along with all the other stuff he's done for the community. So I want to thank him. And we want to thank you, too, for coming in today. We're out of time. We've got to get moving on. But uh, we'll talk to you again, I don't know, probably next month. Next sometime. month. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, mm-hmm. Thank you, Jeff. That is... Definitely uh, stretching into July at least. Hmm. That's interesting. And uh, that film, yeah, that uh, I would imagine if they just got it, it's going to take them a while to go through all that. But, um, you know, who, who who knows? Not surprising that uh, the the uh, documentary is, you know, it seems like there's a, how many documentaries, uh, documentary producers and directors have we seen? There were a couple of them uh, earlier on in these proceedings, these hearings. And now we have uh, another one now. So, uh, yeah, the world is well documented. It's not surprising that, uh, you know, somebody documenting the campaign but the, the hubris of this or did they just actually believe in what they were doing was was actually legal and correct hmm. that they would have you know cameras all over the place and go ahead and do this anyway this is just an absolutely it's, it's it, it, almost incomprehensible to me yet the evidence is right there in front of us and i wonder if that's why some people have such a hard time buying into it or believing it because i just it's just such an abuse of of the norms that we've come to know over hundreds of years.